Hello, my name is Christopher Monroe, and welcome to the Soundtrack to a Life. And welcome back to the Soundtrack to a Life. I am Chris. Uh, with me today is Liv. Liv, tell everybody at home about yourself. Hi, I'm Olivia, or Liv, and I'm 16, and a music nerd, and, um, yeah. <laughs> I can't. No, yeah. Perfect. Killing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here uh, talking today about The Cure's 1987 album, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. The really fascinating thing about The Cure is that their stories sometimes feels like the story of two bands. Because Robert Smith honestly does feel like two people. He can construct a towering edifice of sound, a sweeping, gothic, epic, sonic landscape that you want to get lost in, exploring every line, every moment, every howl of sound and fury, in a search for meaning, and he can do it as though it were effortless. This is the cure of 17 seconds, of faith, of pornography, the cure of disintegration, the sort of band you want to pledge allegiance to, swear fealty to, and to sit down with, with really good headphones, to lock out the rest of the world, to get to know it better. This is also the sort of music that forces you to meet it halfway, but which is immensely rewarding if you do. And I love that cure. It's a very good cure. But also, Robert Smith has written some of the lightest, slightest, silliest pop songs of his era. The sorts of songs that it's impossible not to smile as they play, impossible not to dance to. This is the cure of Love Cats, of Caterpillar, of Friday I'm in Love, of Strange Attraction. And I love this cure as well. I may not dive in as deep, but when I do, it never fails to bring me joy. And it's important to find the time in this life for joy. Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me is an interesting artifact in the story of The Cure, because I think it is the moment where both sides of this band were best balanced, where pop doesn't overwhelm atmosphere, or vice versa, where all parts of Robert Smith are given their moment to shine. And as such, I think it's the best summation of this band's 40 years together for someone who's never heard them. This wasn't my first Cure record. That would be the singles compilation, Staring at the Sea. And I'm not sure if it's their best or not, although the argument could certainly be made. But I feel like it's the most cure. It's the cure stretching out in every direction, showing you everything in every moment simultaneously, pushing every side of itself to its logical conclusion. And as such, it's the most thrillingly immediate version of the cure that you can find. And I love it for that. Because I love the cure. I listen to them constantly. I'd put several of their albums among the best that have ever been made, and Love Cats never fails to get me on the dance floor when I'm out at Hang the DJ. My favorite band changes with some frequency, but The Cure are always in the top five, and Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me is the best recorded example of why. There are other classic Cure records, but this is the one where they're the best versions of themselves, and that matters. So, Liv, yeah. you'd never heard Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me by The Cure, and now you have... Yeah, well, I never heard it, like, fully. I heard one song from it. I heard uh, Just Like Heaven before, yeah. because I, being the tool nerd, went nose first into the It fandom, and on Spotify they had playlists for all of the characters, and it was on Beverly's playlist. And I'm like, I need to feel like Beverly, because Beverly's badass. Nice. And it was on her playlist, and I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, I like this. And then I had to listen to the whole album, and I was like, yeah, this is good, question mark, for me, because... 
it has kind of that whiplash for me where it's like you'll have songs like just like heaven and stuff like that where it's very much you want to kind of dance to it and you want to like move around to it but then you have the opening track i think it's called kiss and it's just slow and it's very much of a, like i don't do drugs but i feel like if i could and it was legal i would be in my room in the middle of the night listening to it smoking pot i have zero doubt that in 1987 <laughs> thousands of people were doing exactly yeah i'm pretty that. sure that's that's the vibe you get off of it and yeah that's just it's but like then it just switches really quickly from that because you'll have that song and then it'll jump into a bouncy song and then two songs it'll be like very mellow and chill and it's a good mix because Nowadays, especially, you don't really find music that's like that. You have to listen to all of Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. You can't just listen to three songs. And that's music that we, albums we don't have like that anymore. Yeah, music is less... It's singles now, just because of the streaming and the availability to it. Yeah, it is all singles, it is all streaming. Mm -hmm. It's never been easier to get your music out for a potential audience. Yeah. Or harder to yeah. lock down a really big audience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's why I was like, I was looking through my music and I was like, I don't listen to albums. And so listening to this was really interesting because it gave me the chance to fully feel all these different emotions in one grouping of songs and I can connect those emotions to that song. Because I felt like very conflicted. Like there were points where I was very happy listening to it. And then there were points where I was like, this song kind of makes me feel kind of upset. Yeah. But it's not wrong with feeling upset. Yeah, there were filling that spot in a lot of people's hearts. They yeah. were telling goths that it was okay to have a good time. <laughs> it's okay to be a goth. <laughs> it's okay not to be okay. Yeah, you can tell, have a satisfying life. Yeah. Just, yeah. Get we on the floor and crush it to hot, hot, yeah. hot. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love that song. It was like, I was like dancing in my seat while I was listening to that. Right. Yeah, and like, for me, it's really weird listening to it because most of the time I'll be listening to music. I don't, it's weird. I don't listen to music as much at home because I'm usually like, working or something like that i'm talking to my family or because i live in the basement of my of the house my family is trying to yell at me and i can't hear them so it causes a problem so i'll listen to it at school and i'll just look around and i'm like yeah you would listen to hot 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 you would listen to the kiss you would listen to all i want just i could pick out people from the crowd that i've never talked to like i was we were just had the graduation for the grade 12s and i didn't know like let's say 300 out of the 200 names just because the band program's huge and I could just, just from the names and what the little bit I knew of them, like who they look like, I was like, yeah, you'd listen to this. Like this album has a track for everyone, I feel. Yeah, it really is uh, a universal expression of what they do. I like their deep dive, broody, goth records Yeah, really well as well, but they're not always what you'd call fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know outside of this album, I know two, three songs, like, I, from, because of the playlist that I was listening to that was, like, filled with 80s music, it was, like, I knew Love Song, because everyone knows Love Song. Every single person. Um, I knew six different ways, because I was actually in the movie It, like, the new movie. Oh, nice. They were, they were cleaning the bathroom, and that was what I was playing, and I was like, oh, yeah, hey, look here. <laughs> and then I think I knew, um, I don't remember the other one, but then, like, dad was, my dad was like, oh, you've got to listen to, like, I think it was Three Imaginary Boys. Three Imaginary Boys is super good. And then I was like, oh, I've, I've definitely heard Accuracy in the car with him before. I think I've been listening to The Cure for a lot longer than I have, just subconsciously. I was going to say, because I've definitely danced to The Cure yeah. with both of your parents. <laughs> Not necessarily at the same time. Yeah, yeah, obviously. 
I think so, I don't I don't know if my mom's been the Hank the DJ in like forever. She hasn't in a couple of years. Yeah. I feel like that would be cool for her to go to that. It is she I'm getting to the age. Like two years from now I'll be allowed to go to bars yep. after nine o'clock. Oh yeah. And I'm pretty sure one of the things I do is hang the DJ because I am staying here for university. I don't want to move. I'm too anxious for that. <laughs> you shouldn't move. I mean, like, the thing about an adventure mm -hmm. is you need to be present for it and enjoy it. I don't have that ability. If you're doing something. The generation doesn't have that ability. I then be self aware of that and stay home and figure things out. Yeah. Well, like three years ago, I was like, I'm going to go to Germany because they take students. And I was like, now I'm like, I don't, I'd have to learn German. I'd be far away from my family in case there was like mental or financial help, like problems and all that. And so, yeah, I think I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> I will point out though that if you did it and then it went well, you feel like a goddamn superhero. That's true. Like, I mean, you can accomplish anything. Yeah. Now there's like it's a it's a double edged sword of like this could end horribly or this could go amazing. Yeah, yeah. You don't get both. No. Not with this kind of thing of like moving away from home. And I guess that's like the big scare for me. So like, I changed my options down from Germany and Japan. Like those are my top two options at the time. To kind of like. You know, Quebec was an option. It's far, but it's still, like, I have family there, and there's the possibility of my family can make it, or I can get to back to my family. And then it was like, oh, UBC is really good, because I want to go in for music. I am one of the biggest music nerds I've ever known. Yeah. And so UBC was a really good choice, but then I was like, yeah, but I know Calgary. I know my home. I know where I belong, and that kind of, it was this. And, like... The, a lot of the music that I've been listening to and, like, the music that you've recommended, it actually helps fit that feeling of belonging somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, music does that. Music is um, fundamentally tribal, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's as much a signifier there of was who you want to be. fire and there was music. That's how the world started. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think that you'd have fun in Germany. I think that you're right that it would freak you the hell out. I am the most anxious person. I have trouble sending text messages to people. Yeah. And that's not even, like, face-to-face -face stuff. I have trouble, like... I haven't been, like, fully diagnosed, but I have gone to a psychiatrist for this, but... At first I thought it was just testing, because I actually almost fainted during one of my school exams, just because it's like, you're in a giant room with a bunch of other kids. All you can hear is scritch, 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 like, every three seconds. And you aren't allowed to talk. You aren't allowed to, like, look around because then, oh, no, you're cheating. It's terrifying. And I fainted for that exam. And I had I still had to take it that day. But, you know, it was terrifying. And so we went and we started looking into this. And, like, it's not like I need help with this. I just get really nervous. Yeah. And so it's always good to have that. I've gotten, I've talked to a lot of my teachers. And, like, if you want to listen to your music while you're doing this test, it can calm you down. And so I'm not using, like, I've been branching off with that because I'm not allowed it during the actual exams. But, yeah. Music is like that crutch that always, everything comes back to music for me. Nice. The, uh, yeah, that's my uh, background when I'm yeah. working for something. Yeah, it's music. Uh, something mid-tempo that I've heard often enough that yeah. I'm not paying attention to the lyrics anymore because I yeah. know them all. That's what I do. Like, I with, again, with the world of everything's available for streaming, you don't have to download the whole, you don't have to go buy the whole album anymore, which is kind of shitty because you lose that ability of finding the hidden gems on certain albums like yeah it like all i want i would have never listened to it if i hadn't had to listen to this album all the way through and it kind of robs 
this generation of the ability to listen to a whole album and have that experience. Well, it exchanges the ability to listen yeah. to a whole album for the ability to pick exactly. to listen to anything by any artist. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's not romanticize the past. True. When people were buying a whole album for $16 because they liked one song yeah. and then taking it home and listening to it throughout, they weren't doing it for every song they liked. That's true. I guess, and yeah, so like I'd make playlists and then just do my work with that. It's helpful. It's so good for focusing. I would imagine so. Plus, like, yeah, you can curate yeah. what you specifically want to hear. Yeah, like I have a specific playlist for like... Because I recently went to Ireland, and it was like, I can only have, back then I had like a small phone, and it didn't have a lot of space, so I was like, this is, I have to crack down, I deleted all of my apps, except for like Spotify, Messages, and Photos, Checks and out. Google Drive, like just so I had space for everything. And so, Spotify, I was like, I'm going to make playlists for when I'm upset, when I'm happy, and when I'm sleeping. And it was able to like, these were like 100 song playlists. That I was able to just put on and listen to. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have to like skip through because I liked all the songs on the playlist. Yep. Yeah. You had uh, curated them yeah. to your liking. I had that on iTunes when I was using iTunes for everything. I have yet to do it on Spotify because it is so time consuming. Yeah, Spotify. I Spotify <laughs> needs add album. And what? Well, you can add the album. And what I do just because it's easier is I add the whole album and then I go through the whole playlist and I'm like, okay, what will I actually skip over and not fully listen to? Yeah. And I guess that's a bit less time-consuming than song, add song, song, add song. But still, it's still time-consuming. Yeah. I just don't like iTunes because it doesn't have, like, as much variety for no, me. And no. you don't get Discover Weekly, which is how I found some of the bands that I listen to now. They have that genius function. Yeah. But you need to have a ton of music on iTunes you have for have their sorting algorithm to give you anything useful. And also, a lot of it's like, oh, well... This is what we got. We got paid to promote this stuff, so we'll just sneak this onto the playlist. And I don't like that. Like, I want stuff that I want to listen to. I don't want to listen to Imagine Dragons because you paid for, like, Imagine Dragons paid for them, yeah. us to listen to it more. Like, cool, it's going to be on the radio more. I don't listen to the radio. Every single episode of this podcast eventually descends into bashing Imagine Dragons. <laughs> I'm sorry. Imagine Dragons isn't oh, that bad. I, I do it as much like, as anybody. I just don't like some of their songs. Like, they've got... Five good songs for me. Yeah. And then, I, and then, I, I don't know that I could name. It's always uh, like like a music. I have, I'm in the music program, so we had the music concert. The choir kids will get together. All the choir girls will get together in the changing rooms because we have to have separate ones due to school laws. And it just has become a tradition, even though we've only been doing it for two years, but we do it like twice a year. That we just kind of end up sitting there and singing "Demons" by Imagine Dragons, just because it's a song everyone knows. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's a good song. It's just a song it's... everyone knows. It's just like Baby Like Justin Bieber. Everyone knows it. Doesn't mean it's good. I think that Demons is probably my favorite song by Imagine Dragons. And I think that that's a pretty damning indictment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of Imagine Dragons. I... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I really like um, It's Time. This is completely unrelated to Cure, but... Yeah, we're um, tangential here. Oh, wait. Radioactive. That was like a real that's, song. Yeah, I actually did a cover. <laughs> I did a cover of that one, and I did a parody with my best friend. And I got so mad, and everyone's like, oh, I know this song. And they tried to sing the actual lyrics when me and my friend were singing a parody, because we were doing it live for a bunch of, like, third graders. So we And we were in sixth grade at this time. Oh, my God. I can never listen to that song without thinking about my elementary school and being like, oh, God, cringe. <laughs> it was, it's a good song. I love it, but I'm cringing because it's like, 
back to school. And I'm just like, we need to stop this. No such thing. Stop making terrible parodies. I mean, ideally. Or do great parodies. Mm. Could we start doing great parodies? I mean, we wrote... Didn't Weird song. Al retire from his record label so that he could become a YouTube personality who does parodies immediately the second he... Yeah, Weird Al quit his job. He quit his job? No! He, um, okay, here's the thing about Weird Al Yankovic, though. Mm -hmm. He was always a YouTube personality. He was. It's just that there was no YouTube Not until, when he like, started. 13 years ago. So he had to go through this thing where he had a record label, yeah. and he had to get 13 or 14 song parodies from the previous year, mm -hmm. and he had to do them all together and have them come out at the same time, at which point, like, the first songs that he was parodying, everyone had forgotten about 11 months ago. Yeah. That's the problem. He's it's just better being, suited to not yeah. being on a label and just doing whatever he wants. Yeah. But, you like, at that time, you can't do that. And that's why I'm like, yeah, I wish that some parts of the 80s and 90s would be, like, here still, but also YouTube, iPhones, we've got so many great advancements in technology. Also, some really shitty ones like Twitter. Mm, it's, <laughs> it's, it's good for people who know how to use it and not bash people, but like Donald Trump doesn't need it. Let's be honest no, here. I mean, like, unless you're, unless it's all on it. I, the biggest joke of the century would be that Donald Trump is just acting this stuff and he's actually like an intelligent person, but no one would believe that even if he, it was true. Yeah. Just because. I mean, that he's, like, the actor of the year. No, Give him an Oscar. It, this can't all be an elaborate piece of performance God, art no. that he's been doing for 30 no. or 40 years. He's just really... If the coffee was just drugged. The coffee was just drugged. <laughs> yeah. Just a really good example of parents tell your kids you love them more. Yeah. Don't give them a million dollars. Yeah. I work for a majority of the stuff I get paid. Like, my grandparents, they'll give, they'll give me uh, birthday money and maybe a bit of babysitting money and, like, Christmas money. But, like, mom and dad will not pay me unless I'm doing chores around the house and I really need to get a job. The check's out. Yeah, I really need I'm broke. Well, summer's coming. Well, that's true. Gonna... I, have, I have so much free time now. Yeah. I have one summer camp that I'm going to that's for music, and this is my last year that I can do that because it stops after you're 17. But I can be a volunteer for that, and that's only one week at the end of August. Yeah. So it's like I've got end of June, July, and beginning of August. I've got, like, a solid two months of... What am I doing? Yeah. Do the uh, 1960s kid thing. And that is? Take some kind of summer full-time job. Yeah. Work nonstop. Finish. Go, oh, so that's what a full-time job is like. I can live with that. And then buy a car. <laughs> that means I have to have my Just learners for I don't have my learners, but I, I'm getting it. It's summer. fine. It's not like money goes bad. That's true. I, well, it, it goes down in value. That's true. I've learned, like, in this past year, I've learned a lot of things. Just because I've been, like, I've gone through some life changes. My summer, I went through summer school, and, like, I kind of lost my best friend and then got her back. And then I, like, went to Ireland, and there was fundraising, and just drama, and high school bullshit. But it's not like I would trade that, because I actually know how to be a mature person now. And I know how to spot out people who are completely immature and avoid them like they're the black flag. Useful. God, you do not know how hard it is walking through the hallways of school and seeing all of the people there just being like, haha, farts. Not saying a good fart joke isn't like yeah. wanted sometimes, but it shouldn't three... be the only yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that checks out. How was Ireland, by the way? Oh my god, it was amazing. I got to we went with my school choir. And so of the sixty people in choir, you take away about 15, and that's 
the women's choir, which is only grade 10s, and they're not allowed to go on the trip. Then you got the um, vocal jazz, which is like audition only, and concert choir, which is the one I'm in. And then there's just the people who can't go. And then that kind of boils down to 34 of us, including four people who are watching us. Because there's not a lot of kids. Like, yeah. it's not that. We had almost entire, like, there's five guys on the entire trip. Okay. Which wasn't that bad. Um, They were all pretty funny. We got to go to Galway, Cork, and Dublin, not Northern Ireland because it's unsafe, quote unquote, because it's a part of the UK. Yep. Congrats, right now, uh, put us in the timeline. Congrats for Ireland getting that abortion stuff. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. That was great. We actually talked a bit about it while we were in uh, Ireland, but we got to like go talk to other high schools. They call them college there, which is super confusing because we're like, that means they're older. No, they're not, though. They're like our age, too. Yeah. Um, and we got to learn some Irish music, dance test some Irish music, and then we got to perform Canadian folk songs that I didn't know existed because Canada is so bad at, like, teaching their kids folk songs. Yeah, yes. We've got, like, a good genre, and we know, like, I know a couple, I, okay, I'm not, don't fat check me on this, but I know a couple Canadian artists and stuff like that, but, like, folk songs, like, original songs. Last year, I knew them from last year when we did a song in band called Canadian Folk Rhapsody, and we sang... Jean-Tonne Moulin, which is by far my favorite, yeah. because it's, like, French, and you get 30 different things going on all at the same time, and it's kind of a difficult piece to do, and it was our hardest song, and when you listen to it, we make it sound like it's our easiest. And so we did, like, uh, Away from the Roll of the Sea, which is about going out fishing and not knowing if your husband's gonna come back. We've got a weird past on the East Coast. Yeah. It's weird. I think, and also don't fact-check me on this, mm -hmm. I think Canadian folk music is... Well known and well taught. Yeah. But like on the East Coast. Only on the East Coast. Do you know any songs about BC or Alberta? No. Yeah, neither do I. And I know like, a lot of even... fun indie bands from here. Well, yeah. <laughs> I remember in elementary school, we had a country artist from here come and do it. And he went out and be famous. And then I think he went on to be in an election as one of our representatives for the exact area where my elementary school was. It was weird. He was, I think it's Matt Masters. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm vaguely familiar with who that yeah, is. Yeah, he came to my elementary school, and we wrote a song with him. But, yeah, it was amazing. We got to, got to learn about the Titanic, because I didn't realize, I thought the Titanic was coming from the UK. It was apparently coming from Cork, so that was cool. Got to go to Trinity College, which is where the Harry Potter library is based off of. Nice. And Dublin, oh, my God, Dublin is a beautiful city. Yes. And the Shop Street Dublin, there, I have been. The Shop Street, where it's like, uh, what is it called? It's in that Ed Sheeran song. I don't remember, but the main shopping street that we were on, we were there for like five hours altogether, like two over 2.5 over each day, because we were only there for two days. And everywhere you looked, there was a busker, and they were all good. It's kind of ter intimidating how good they were. No offense to the Canadian buskers, but sometimes we got to step up our game. I don't know. I like that one guy with the saxophone in front of the saddle. Room. Oh, yeah. He's not bad. He's, pre he's pretty good. I like that he'll go out of his way to learn songs from the bands who are playing tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he, wait, was he at the Queens of the Stone Age? Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's good attention to detail. Yeah. I, I That would be amazing. I'm thinking about getting a busking license, mostly just to play with my ukulele. Not that I can play guitar, because I don't have that kind of skill set. I can play nine-ish instruments, and I can't play guitar. You can play everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Playing guitar, that's, that's compared all to everything. Yeah, everybody else has learned to play guitar. Everyone if learns you can guitar. play everything else, yeah. <laughs> I learned how to play You'll find two someone before. to hold down the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, it'll be like a, I'll play bass. 
Yeah. Because that's what I'm best at. And then uh, make your rock star dreams come true. Yeah. I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, I kind of do. If I'm not going to, if my career as a choral music teacher for high school students fails, I can always just throw my head into the ring of doing a solo music career or being in a band. I mean, you could do that now. That's true. I like, do have a band. As I said earlier, it's never been easier to put your music in front of an audience. Yeah, it is. It's it's like all I need is a good camera, a good mic, and the ability to play songs and not feel insecure about it. So I'm going to have to work on that last one. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm going to tell you when the same thing is true about if you do decide to go to school in Germany. Yeah. You've got three years worth of emotional development before you have to make that call. So, right now, you can go, ah, I think Germany would kind of freak me out, but I well, can definitely spend the next 18 months working really hard at not being nervous about <laughs> being untethered from my support structure. Yeah. And then make the decision. Yeah. That's the big thing. And then in 18 months, you go, no, it's still a yeah. horrifying ordeal. <laughs> I'm still not sure about this. It was like, I'm, I know German. Que pasa? <laughs> <laughs> completely like that's my knowledge of germany is but i mean the cool thing about my school is that the music program does trips well they used to do trips every year and it was just the program switching so it'd be like this year it's choir next year's band this year and uh, the year after that's choir but now how they're doing it just for like financial reasons and because so many kids just blend into both of them like myself is that they're going to do one year the entire music program goes on a trip oh, nice. and then no trip after that and then the next year the entire music program goes on a trip so next year which was supposed to be like the big band trip and have the whole music program trip we're going to germany so i could figure out and see if i want to go there that sounds great i'm not sure if i want to go though that's the thing why the biggest reason i'd be going is the experience yeah i love band i don't like the teachers he's like a fun vampire <laughs> the specific teacher that i've had like the teacher I really wanted to teach me is retiring this year, mm. and he's been inducted into, like, the International Hall of Fame for Music Teachers, and he's been teaching for, like, a long time, so I totally get that he has to retire soon. I just wish it wasn't while I was in high school. <laughs> It'd be Before I even have this emotional attachment to him, or after I, like, finish high school, it would have been great, but, you know, he just kind of picked that. There's always going to be that one class where it's like, well, damn it. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. It'd still be a fun experience, though. It would be a very fun experience. I'd actually have to go, uh, be able to go on a trip with... The, I think the different thing is the choir trip, there was just so little people. Like, 34 people is actually pretty small when you think about it. Yeah. We all fit on one bus and all that. Whereas, like, this is going to be, like, around 100, I think. I don't know. It's a, it's a big trip. Because yeah. we've got the strings program, we've got all of the choir program, and all of the band program coming. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. And, yeah, and you don't... Um strike me as having the sort of temperament I, where you look at a hundred and some odd people trying to be wrangled and go, this would be a good excuse for me to take two of my friends and just kind of vanish for an evening and explore a city. Well, we would get so do, much trouble. Which I do not endorse. I mean, if we were allowed to do that, yeah, I would. Yeah. But we would get murdered and probably sent home that day. I mean, I don't think they can send you home from Germany. They make you pay to punish for it. you for something. I mean, you have to. You get sent home, and you have to send a. You have to pay for the ticket of the adult watching you if you're under eighteen to get sent home, and then go back to watch the kid. It's oh my god! If you do anything terrible on these trips, it's the end of the world for you. Fair. But like, I guess the thing is, the difference is there's so many more people. But like, that allows me to like just stay with my groups of group of friends. Yeah. But also 
10 days in Ireland with my best friend and her boyfriend, which is my ex-boyfriend, yeah. and one of my other best friends, that was murder for the relationship. That's that I could tell from them that was the start of the end of the relationship with my best friend. But like good things have to come to an end so that better things can come. Yeah. And I have a new relationship with her that's fucking weird, but we'll see. <laughs> the world moves forward. Shrug. I don't know. Yeah, going on a long trip with somebody. Yeah. Is a good way of finding out if you're as close to them as you think. I was a little bit antsy about it when Chelsea and I went to, went yeah. to the UK earlier this year because she is more introverted than me and I need to fill every second of every day. Mm -hmm. But it wound up going really well and I'm super mad to drag it back to the cure. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, we should get back to the topic. That I can't go back next week. Yeah. Robert are... Smith is curating a music festival. Oh, no. oh my God. I wish I was a millionaire right now. <laughs> right? Just... Just to have that excuse to be like, oh, I'm I'm very busy. Um, I'm very busy this coming weekend. Uh, I'm going to be in England watching. Robert I gotta Smith. go see Robert Smith curate a music festival with Manic Street Preachers and Libertines. I that's amazing. We'll I don't know who those people are, but Fair. like, I know Robert Smith, and that's it. Robert Smith. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Here's a giant pile of indie bands that you might like. Yeah. Over the course of about a week. That sounds. But great. But I can't go to everything. Well, I mean, you can't go to everything. The thing about Canada is we're kind of lacking for music festivals, yes. or mostly just comics. But I mean, last year, what was it? Billy Talent was playing here last year. Yeah. It wasn't an all ages thing, which was really upsetting. But even if it was, because I've also grown up, I've grown up on like Queens of the Stone Age, Cure, Billy Talent, and Annie DeFranco, which is a weird mix. Yeah, Annie DeFranco won't sound like Annie DeFranco to me unless my mom is singing it, because that's just how I've grown up. That makes sense. And, like, Queens of the Stone Age, I've been listening to them since I was four, because that's where my dad got into them. Cure, I've been listening to them since I was born. Like, all these people I've been listening to for a long time, and I got into Billy Talent before I got into any of the other bands that I've named before, just because it was just something that was my interest of a emo, kind of 2007-ish, not actually around 2007, yeah. though, but that kind of vibe teenager. Yeah. And so they were playing last year, and I got really upset because we were moving that day. Like, that was the day we were moving. But they're playing the Coke stage this year. Yeah, they are. And I'm like, I'm, I don't care if I'm the only person there. I'm going to that show because I want to see them live. Like any excuse that I can have to see a band that I like live is amazing. And like, I have this terrible, terrible skill of getting into bands just after they finish playing. I started liking Weezer the day after. Oh, that's Because everyone was like, the Weezer's are so great. And I was like, I'm going to check in. The first song I heard was Buddy Holly. And I'm like, yes. Yes. Yep. Yes, please. Um, every year, about like six or seven weeks after Dickens Down the Street mm -hmm. finishes their Terminus Festival, yeah. uh, which is synth pop electronic industrial festival yeah. that they do every year, I get super into one of the bands that played but had not heard of yeah. to buy tickets while it was happening. <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm just real mad at myself. Yeah, but I guess what we're lacking in having like big festivals with like these bands that everyone, like a lot of people know, yeah. is that as a person who is in the current music scene and the current, like, indie punk rock scene here, we have a lot of really cool, like, home bands. Misha and the Spanx. And, like, I know some of the people in these bands personally. Like, I know Misha from the camp that I do. Like, Misha and the Spanx, Mademoiselle, YYC. Well, that's just their name. So many different bands that I can't name off the top of my head. They're so good. I first heard Mademoiselle because they were helping fill in an opening time for the GRCC showcase, which happens in August. and. They did a cover of Rebel Girl by Bikini Kill, which is the anthem to my punk rock likeness. Nice. Like, you cannot, like, I, you, you play it and I will be jumping and 
probably smashing my head against a wall accidentally and screaming out the lyrics. Yeah. Um, you would rather be at a Riot Girl show in 1993. I would really rather be at a Riot Girl show. Just because that was like, that's when we started the like, kick you in the face feminism stuff. And <laughs> I'm kind of like that. Like, just, I don't know. I feel like as a child in this generation, I'm missing out on some really good bands. But like, it's a give and take thing. There's the pros of like, I don't have to deal with a lot of the problems that the 80s people had. Yeah. Like, there was no telephones that I could be like, hey, so I'm done, can you pick me up? Or stuff like that. Like, there was no cell phones. But, like, I'm missing out on if there was ever a chance to see The Cure Live, I wouldn't be able to see it. If there was a chance to see Bikini Kill or any of yeah. Kathleen Hanna's bands. Just a bunch of 80s music that I'm missing out on. And now I'm listening to them, I'm like, damn it! What happened to this? Well, all the 90s bands are getting to the point where they're reforming. That's amazing. Breeders put out a record this year that was super good. They're realizing that their fans are now at the age where they have money to travel to see a show. Yeah. And also, they're reaching the age that the stupid bullshit that they fought over until their band broke up in their 20s... Is doesn't seem like bullshit. That, yeah, it doesn't seem like that big a deal Well, anymore. I mean, like, it's all about applying, like, oh my god, I don't know how many times people are going to hear this in their lives, but the rule of fives is what I've been taught with of how, how much is going to matter five minutes from now, five hours from now, five <laughs> days from now, and then just so on and so forth. Five years from now, because I had this fight with my best friend, like, if it was a smaller fight, I would it would not exist. But it was a pretty big fight, so like five years from now, I'm going to remember it, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to affect how I am as a yeah. person. I feel like music is like cheese. It kind of gets better with age. Some of it doesn't. A lot of the time. Most of the time it gets better with age. I, I don't know why I said cheese. It's, I don't know alcohol jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... It probably I'm, would, a, I'm a minor. I don't know. It probably so. would have been either whiskey or wine, but I liked it with cheese. Yeah, I liked it with cheese because I'm a big fan of cheese. But some of it will get better. There's some songs where you listen to you and like, oh, this is so 80s, and I don't need this to come this back. This is not dated well at all. I, like, I don't think, I think any of Toto's music other than Africa, and maybe, like, Roseanne, haven't dated well. No. Because no one knows anything other than that. Like, those are the only two songs right? by Toto that I know. But, like, they're more than I've ever had, so yeah. good for Toto. Um, but, like, The Cure age is pretty well. Like, it's, yeah. I'm kind of... Surprisingly, I was, like, talking about it, and then someone came up and was like, are you talking about The Cure? And I was like, yeah. And with my age of 16-year-olds who are living in 2018, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you would not expect someone to know about The Cure unless their parents were, like, super goth. Yeah. Which was kind of like my my dad, at least. But yeah, this record super holds up. It really does. Which is great, because it's very long. It is it, very long. It was what? Um, it was released on... Double vinyl. Oh, God. A single cassette, or they had to cut a song in order for it to fit on CD. Oh, my God. Um, what song would they cut? Hey You, they uh, cut uh, for time on the CD version of this record. I feel like that one out of all of them, I wouldn't mind being cut. A lot of them have, like, the thing about The Cure is you can have two-minute songs, and then you can have six-minute songs. Yes. There's no in-between. Two, four, or six. Those are the numbers that they work with. And the six-minute songs, you don't hear the vocals until, like, the last minute. And that's amazing. Because, like, you don't hear that anymore. Yeah. You really don't hear that anymore. I guess it's because we ha we're growing in an age where the attention span is just, like, if you're not singing within the first 30 seconds, you're like, what the fuck? I don't care. Switch. Which is weird, because, like, instrumental music is doing really well. Yeah. It's just really up-tempo instrumental music designed for people to dance to. Yeah, like, that's the big thing is it's all designed for people who have short attention spans yeah. because the world is 
riddled with ADHD now. <laughs> yeah. The world moves fast. You it keep does. Up. It does. Like, if you're thinking about the entire timeline of the universe, not to get very philosophical here. Dad, I'm blaming you for this. <laughs> Solid. But if you're thinking about the entire timeline of the universe, this is not, not, not enough time. We do not have enough time to do everything. And it's... But that's what gives the things that we do meaning. Yeah. Like, we don't have time. We will never have time to do everything that we want. No. Which means that whatever we're choosing to do right now... It's has to important, yeah. and it's it's amazing. And it's like, I'm choosing to do music now, and it's something I'm continuing with because it means so much. Yeah. And I'm choosing to write. I don't write a lot, but I'm choosing to do it more than I, like, draw because it's important to me. And these meaningful things, like, I chose to go on this Ireland trip because I may never have that chance to go there again. Like, I'm pretty sure the reason I'm going to go to Germany the next year is because I might not have that chance again to have that experience. But... There's kind of that beauty in having those six-minute songs where you don't get the vocals right away, and it's just, like, it just yeah. drags out that you choose to spend your time on something like that and, like, relish in it. Yeah, live in this song a little bit. It's condiments. Before you decide whether you like it. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, yeah, I I don't think that anyone will come close to doing what The Cure's ever done. Like, what The Cure's done, ever, again, just because... Obviously, nothing can ever be repeated the exact same, but just having that ability to make you want to just sit there and let time be slow is amazing. And they don't have the same, like, bands are no longer allowed. And the record label system was terrible. Like, it yeah. helped no one. But bands were allowed three or four albums mm -hmm. to develop their sound under that system. Like, now the, you're the label like... would keep feeding you money. Mm -hmm. Because somebody involved with the label liked your band. Yeah. And here's some of Journey's money. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have so much. They Don't have even worry. <laughs> I and yeah, oh my god, talking about too much money. People you can there's so many ways you can get so much money just for the most useless thing. If you become famous on Twitter, you get so much money. If you become famous on YouTube, at least with YouTube compared to Twitter, you're actually doing things. But like there's a person that I know is Twitter famous, and literally, what the, they had so much money that they went to Taco Bell and ordered 300 tacos, and that's like $400 right there. I mean, I would, I, I wish I could. Yeah. I would not eat all of them because then, how to die when you're 18? I want to hear part two of that bit. <laughs> like walking into Taco Bell, order well, drive through, order three, drive through Taco Bell, order 300 tacos. That's part A. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you have my attention enough that I'm curious as to how this yeah. pays off, but now you have to make it pay off. Yeah. And it's literally just them in the back of their car under a mountain of, like, Taco Bell boxes with tacos in them. I'm like, why? Oh, for the photo. They did it for the photo? No, they. it was a video. Okay. Short, short videos, too. Like, small attention span stuff. It was, like, a five-second video where it was, like, 300 tacos, please. They have 300 tacos. Boom. Here's the payoff. That's the problem now, is the payoff comes way too quick. It doesn't build up the anticipation. And going back to the album, like, this album builds up the anticipation. And maybe it's not the payoff that you ex exactly wanted, but it's the payoff that you needed. Yeah. <laughs> not to sound cheesy. Yeah. This was a fun style of music. It was. In the 80s. There were a bunch of bands where their songs weren't all over the radio. Yeah. And they were only on, like, the their albums were on the bottom half of the top 40. But they were selling out stadiums anyway. Yeah. That's... I know yeah. Depeche Mode's tour last year was the biggest tour in the world. Really? Yep. Yeah. Because every single person who liked Depeche Mode 
showed up. Yeah. Like close to a hundred percent hit rate. Anybody who had any interest went, yeah, no, I'm going to buy my tickets on the first day. Yeah. Well, that's because now you're getting to the point where it's like these bands are like, they're either starting to reform or they're starting to like kind of disappear and make it harder. Like Weezer talking about that. They came and played here in September and I just started liking them. And I'm really upset that I didn't like them before because that would have been so amazing. But I'm hearing rumors that that's the last time they're ever going to play or that's the last tour they're ever going to do. It's not going to be like, but for a while at least. And I'm like, God damn it. That would suck a lot. That would suck because Weezer is great. But like Weezer have already broken up twice. They have. So don't worry I, about it. I See, when it comes they... to like general knowledge about bands, <clears throat> I don't know anything. When it comes to like musical knowledge, yeah. I will listen to everything. Yeah, they broke up after their second record and I want to say like their fifth. Yeah, that makes sense. So if he says we'll never tour again. It's a possibility. Good chance that's a lie. It's, good, it's, good chance that he means it, but also that in like four years. Four years, they might get like do a reunion tour. I actually do still like the guys I worked with in yeah. Weezer. That was fun. Yeah. I don't know. Weezer's new album was great. They're uh, touring with the Reformed Pixies. Ooh. And I want to go to see that so badly, but they're yeah. not coming here. God damn it. Right? That's the that's kind of weird thing about living in here is that, yeah, Alberta, I don't know about That's like the Texas of Canada. Are you in Edmonton? No. <laughs> the only thing Calgary has going for it is the Stampede. Stampede's and fun, though. Stampede is fun. It's ten days in the entire year. Yes. And I feel like, I wish we had more. I mean, I'm, I like, Queens of the Stone Age came here and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that was surprising. Billy Talent's playing at the Stampede, but then again, it's like, it's the Stampede. And then it's like, going to the more classical side of things, the Legend of Zelda got, Symphony of the Goddesses came here and I was like, what the fuck? People coming here that I genuinely have interest in, it's kind of a bit of a shock. I'd expect more Edmonton or Vancouver on this side of the place, and that everyone goes to Toronto and Quebec. Yes. Every, like, if you're, if you're saying you're a North American tour, the only reason it's not just an American tour is because you're going to Toronto for two days. That's often the case. And that's bullshit. <laughs> I right? hate it. Cause I really, like, there's so many opportunities that you miss with that. Cause, who knows, maybe you have a lot of fans in Calgary, or maybe you just have one really loyal fan that wants to see you. <laughs> so get out there. Come on. You can't be expected yeah. to drive to Portland. Yeah. That's unreasonable. God. If it weren't for the fact that I am a child, yep. well, I'm a teenager. <laughs> I will say I'm a child, but I'm, I don't know. If it weren't for the fact that you're I'm a teenager, so young, which means that you're both a child and an adult, it's depending terrifying. on which of those two narratives fits you best yeah. at this moment. Right now it's a child because I'm very whiny. Yeah. <laughs> And because if you said, I'm going to just quickly drive to Portland to see a show. I'm a ch- that's parent. not a lie. Now you're a child. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> but like, it's like, if it weren't for the fact that I am, money doesn't grow on trees. And for the fact that I am as young as I am, I would totally drive to like Vancouver to see places. I totally drive to Portland because like, it's not just for concerts for me. Like, I'll watch like millennial speak youtubers will actually do like tours and a yep. uh, youtuber that i not so frequently anymore watch but i used to markiplier was doing a tour and he went to like portland and i was like that's the closest place can i i want to go because i he's one of my biggest idols at that time and i was like i want to go and even canadian bands always tour in america but never in canada I don't know, we're getting billy talent we're getting alexis on fire yeah and you're not um giving us enough credit for festivals i don't think Sled Island is pretty good. Sled Island is pretty good, and uh, I know a couple of people who are playing there. Terminus is always super fun. I don't like... Okay, so maybe we, it's just I'm too young a, to know about We have a better-than-average folk festival. That's true. Uh, I know there's a good one in Quebec. There's a good one in Quebec. 
and yeah, I don't know. I just guess that for me, I don't personally, I don't have that opportunity to go to all of them yeah. for either age problems or money problems. Yep. And like, there's a Canadian band called Calprinia, and it's the only reason people would know about it. And I want to sound like a really weird fangirl is because Finn Wolfhart, who's in Stranger Things and It, is the lead singer and I think lead guitarist. He, he plays guitar for the band, is in it. And he's based in Vancouver. And like, I think most of the band is based in Vancouver. But they never play in Canada. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Come on. Come on! But I guess it's better opportunities in America, which is great. And if I ever get in a band, I do think I would go to America and be like, Hey! Right? <laughs> we're a thing. Do you want to, like, maybe sign us to a label or something? I don't know. But yeah, no. People should come to Calgary more. Yeah, really, like, they really should. Or at least I, Edmonton. Yeah. I'm okay to drive three hours up north to a city that I... Okay, what's good about it? Sure, but, like, you're on tour anyway. Yeah. So... Knock out the extra one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know. Edmonton has West Ed and White Street. Is it White Ave? White Ave, yeah. And, and Fringe Festival. Yeah, and that. And those are really the only good things I can think about Edmonton off the top of my head. Yep. Pretty sure there's more because it's a lovely city. <laughs> but when I go, it's because I'm either visiting relatives. I think that's been the main reason I go. Or it's to see a band that is not playing at Calgary, but will play at Edmonton. And I've been able to convince my parents, being like, please drive me three yeah. hours to take me to this. You may not like it, but this is going to be an experience for me. Because, like, thinking about concerts that I've been to, I've been to a lot of, like, if you call shows where I've played and I've seen other people play at the concerts, then I've been to a lot of those. Uh, Femwave, which is a festival here, which is actually a pretty cool festival that I've played at. That I've been to a lot of that. But then it's, like, mainstream concerts. I went to Selena Gomez, Queens of the Stone Age, and The Shins. And that's any, con like, all the concerts I've been to for big people. You start bullying your parents into taking I you to really more shows. I really do. I really, and, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, subscribe to a couple of pages that just announce every concert as they come out. That's, yeah. And then randomly start messaging both of your parents. Hey. By the way, is this band anything? Hey. <laughs> you guys, you guys like this band? Not the worst plan in the yeah, world. Yeah, I mean, like, just going to, con even if I don't know them, it's a good experience. Yeah. See yeah. live music. Yeah. Life is short. Go to live music. But I guess that's bringing us to that point in the episode. Yeah. Uh, we are at, like, 50 minutes. Oh, Jesus. And counting. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the, uh, I'm going to end with uh, three questions. I suspect yeah. I already know the answers. First off, you're going to listen to Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me by The Cure again, now that you have? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Will you be exploring more of The Cure going forward? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I've like i listened to a bit of their albums. Yeah. They're yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, if you want more Broody The Cure. Yeah, Broody Cure. Listen to the Disintegration the whole way through. Oh, no. <laughs> if you want more Peppy The Cure, uh, listen to Staring at the Sea. It's a really fun compilation of some of their like earlier 80s singles. Ooh. And uh, if we could end the episode on one track from this record, which one would you pick? I would end it on either Just Like Heaven or All I Want, just because those ones are featured a lot. And I really like those two. Those cool. are like my two favorites. We're going to start the episode on one. We're going to finish it on the other. Sweet. This has been the Soundtrack to a Life. I have been Chris. Follow along on Twitter or Facebook at SoundtrackCast. We are at SoundtrackCast.com. Like us, rate us, review us. It's a podcast, and you already know what you're supposed to do with podcasts if you enjoyed them. Liv, you got anything you want to push? Does your band have a gig coming up? Or? Uh, no, but if you want to hire a band that's a feminist punk rock garage band, quite literally, Afternoon Tea Party YYC on Instagram is our easiest handle. Or not, you can find a way to contact myself. I'm pretty sure if you ask Chris, he'll probably be able to send you my information. Yeah. 
We're willing to play anything. Nice. Hire that feminist punk band. You <laughs> can't afford Sleater Kinney. This has been the soundtrack to a life. We will see you in two weeks. Just like heaven